Well, good morning again. Uh, we're continuing in the subject of the Beatitudes in uh, Matthew 5, and we're on number 6, which is, um, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Just again to quickly recap, um, it's interesting that we've, most of the speakers who've been de dealing with this have uh, homed in on the first word, blessed, and given that a bit of a hammering, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. I think we've pretty, hopefully those of you who've been following this will be quite clear about what God is saying to us through the first word, blessed, and the importance of that, that that is before every one of the eight uh, Beatitudes that, that the Lord has listed here, and he starts it off with that precious word because it's important and because it gives it its title and its heading and its level of importance. You probably also will have noticed that we can break down these uh, Beatitudes a little bit. The Lord, of course, when he gave them, he gave them in an order that had a purpose because he doesn't do anything without purpose. And of course, when you look at the, the first three, we can put that maybe in a category on its own, that where the poor in spirit and uh, those who mourn and blessed are the gentle and or the meek, that that's looking at ourselves. It's looking at our worth, looking at where we're coming from and getting us to recognise our, our unworthiness, to recognise uh, that the power of sin in this world and the power of sin in our lives and in our bodies and to recognise that we have, should have no confidence in ourselves to deal with this. So the, the first three are looking at, if you let our weakness, but also looking around at the power that's around us, the power of Satan and how weak and feeble we are. Until we come to number four when it says, uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And that seems to then focus our attention on Christ. Christ that was saying that. <laughs> and it was Christ that was just saying, look at, look at yourselves, look at your weakness, look at the power of, of Satan and sin in the world. And recognise that you can't do this without me but see God's righteousness in the person of Christ. And that seems to then just lift everything and points to the next three Beatitudes. And that is, blessed are the merciful. And that is a, an outpouring of the person of Christ and in his life, in his attitude, and in Christ, we can be merciful and we come to the one we're going to deal with this morning, the blessed are the pure in heart. And we're going to look at how can we have a pure heart. Again, we're looking at Christ. And then the one after the next week is the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. And these are all pictures, of course, of what comes out of righteousness. And then it seems like in the eighth one, 
it all comes together saying that as you will be persecuted for righteousness you will be persecuted for being a Christian you will be persecuted if you seek to be like Christ because the world has rejected him so they'll reject us but you'll be blessed and so he's giving the promise of uh, coming to him and giving your life to him and focusing on his righteousness and then if, if there's suffering if there is difficulty he'll lift us out of that we'll be blessed so just uh, to, to start with I want to just read um, Psalm 24 again it's a, there's a lot of overlap when we look at these I think you, you listen to the different speakers talking about the different blessedness the blessings of God and we tend to sometimes go down the same channels uh, even although we are talking about maybe a different heading we're looking at blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God and so what I want to be focusing on is the purity that's referred to and the heart and then what does it mean to see God no man has seen God at any time but what does this mean so in Psalm 24 again it's a well known um, passage uh, in verse 3 who will ascend the hill of the Lord and who will stand in his holy place he who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear to what is false he will receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his saviour such is the generation of those who seek him and then in Psalm 51 there's <coughs> another reference the famous psalm of David who had we believe penned this after he recognised the great sin he had committed before God. And just in verse 10, he asks out of his uh, contrite heart, out of his recognition of his sinfulness, he says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. I think, you know, when we, we look at this um, beatitude that the Lord Jesus is saying to his disciples and therefore to all of us that we are blessed if we are pure in heart now the word if you look it up there's actually two words uh, in Greek in fact there's more than two but two specific uh, differences if you like in the word purity in both the Hebrew and in the Greek and You'll find that if you look it up and where the references are made that uh, one can refer to the removal of contaminants as being the purity. The contaminants that are taken away. And the other is more a washing of the dirt that's on the outside. So there's a, quite a difference in uh, when you look at the word purity or purify is to look it up as to which it means. A very 
clear uh, definition of it is in when you come to James chapter 4 and verse 8, when it talks about wash your hands, and it also talks purify your heart in the same verse. We'll just, just read that together. So it's James chapter 4 verse 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. If you read, if you look at the word double-minded, it's really a reference to not set in the way of righteousness. <laughs> That's what the description of that word means. Not set in the way of righteousness double-minded, wavering, not sure. So that's very different from the, the beginning of James where it talks about wash, wash your hands, you sinners. That's a reference, of course, that you need the Lord Jesus Christ to come in and cleanse you. A very clear picture of that, of course, is if you refer, think back to Peter. Uh, Peter's comments in the upper room when the Lord was washing his feet and... Uh, Peter said, you know, don't wash my feet, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not worthy uh, for you to wash. And he said, well, if you don't have wash, let me wash your feet, you have no part with me. And he said, well, wash me all over. He said, no, you're already clean. It's just your hands and your feet that need washing. And of course, it, that, that's the picture here that I just really like to portray, is that we are all Christians. We have all got the purity that comes from being in Christ. From the indwelling Holy Spirit within us, we are pure. But when it comes to uh, our going forward in our disciple pathway, we need to create a pure heart. We need the washing of the feet. If you think back to the tabernacle, of course, there's another picture of it where the sacrifices were on the burnt offering and that was sacrifices for sin there were sacrifices there that were all depicting the uncleanliness of the giver and the person who was bringing it and the need uh, for that offering there to be offered up for their sins and the priests themselves they had to be consecrated they had to um, go through these sacrificial rituals in order to dedicate themselves to God. But then the next thing they had to do in their service as priests was to come to the labour. And that's when they washed their feet and their hands. So the consecration was a one-off and the labour was a daily washing. And of course, when we come to this uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God it's not talking about us having to have our salvation coming to the cross and ask for forgiveness of our sins every time. But there is that recognition that we are pure. Peter was clean. Because even although it was before the cross, the Lord said it. And <laughs> the recognition that he was going to die on the cross at Calvary for Peter's sin, as well as ours, and for all who come to Christ, there was a recognition he's clean, but you need your feet washed.
And so, this created me a clean heart. I think it's David's recognition of it in Psalm 51, of course, and his great sin was his recognition that although he was referred to as a man of God, a man after God's heart, a man who God could use, a man who God chose, and he was set apart, as, and, and I think rightly so, as the greatest king of Israel. And looking back on it, he was a great man. But the sin that's referred to in the, with Bathsheba is horrendous. And he's recognizing before God his need. Create in me a clean heart. I think, you know, what the Lord is saying in his Beatitudes is a recognition that we come, we are able to come, we are able to even take these Beatitudes and make them ours because we have been cleansed by Christ. If, if we hadn't if we weren't Christians, if we weren't believers, then these things would be of no use <laughs> to us. They would not make any sense, and it doesn't to the world. The Lord Jesus is drawing these disciples, and you and I now, 2,000 years later, to the need for purity of heart. And that the, the creation of that as David needed it in a very extreme case to be totally um, aware of what he had done before God and his need for absolute repentance and for God to lift him up and show him the way. There was still hope for David. And I think, you know, that sometimes there are many of us who get steeped into things of this world and sin and we can't get out of it because we give up. And there's a sense in which maybe we just feel we're not there. We can't make this level of righteousness that seems to be uh, a necessity to attain a certain level of uh, holiness in order that we might be of worth to God is a recognition, and that goes back to where I started is that God is saying you need to recognize your own lack of worth, your own unworthiness. Your own, you need to recognize, we need to recognize the power of sin. And we just need to recognize that we can't do anything about it. David realized that when he's confronted with his sin. He realized, well, what can I do about it now? <laughs> The deed is done. He just came and fell down before his God. Create in me a pure heart is what David recognised he needed. I think when we think back to Peter as an example, you know that the Lord washed his feet. The Lord told him he was already clean. And what did he do? He went out there and denied the Lord within hours of that I think you see in that the power of sin and you see also a need that Peter had for that cleansing that creation of a pure heart that need 
to be before God, to attain a righteousness, because it's not ours, it's Christ. We get our righteousness in Christ Jesus. So it's not a case of beating yourself and working harder. It's a case of recognising that we come to Christ for these things. And so David was recognising before God, you create in me. But we have to be empty of self to do that. And so our work, if you like, that's been required of us is the recognition of uh, our powerless, our worthlessness, the power of sin, and the fact that we cannot attain righteousness on our own. And so, hunger and thirst after Christ, that's where we got to. And then this <coughs> mercifulness, this uh, blessed are the merciful, because it flows from Christ. And we've been thinking about that this morning, that we've been before God this morning at a mercy seat <laughs> or a throne of grace. And it's where we see God in all his holiness and thus coming as a sinful people. And he receives us. So when the Lord is saying, blessed are the pure in heart, it's not so somebody that's created as being, uh, who's separated and is so worthy that they're going to get to heaven and they're going to see God because of their work. It's the opposite. It's a recognition that we need Christ. And so the purity of heart, it comes with the righteousness that we can have in Christ Jesus because we take his righteousness and he gives it to us. And therefore, when we look at this purity of heart, is that there's a washing that needed. But that washing is at the labour. That washing is by Christ washing our feet. <laughs> and that that washing is getting, making sure that although we are saved for eternity, although we have had removed from us uh, the sin that we were born with, the sin that was going to involve us in eternal death, that's been taken away. But how we live our lives, and as we've thought a lot over the weeks about the necessity for us to be able to understand and appreciate that our lives should be, belong to God. And therefore, this washing at the laver, this washing of the sin, has got to be done on a daily basis in, in a way recognising it's from Christ. And therefore, we live for him. We live in his righteousness and we focus our attention on him. And therefore, the purity of heart is not your physical heart. It's your thoughts, your being, your life, your whole giving is something that's pure because it's in the righteousness of Christ. I want us just to turn to, to, to uh, First John <coughs> and chapter 3. 
1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. <clears throat> Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. As he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. I think to see God is something again we see with the heart, <coughs> with our mind's eye, is to see God now. God will reveal himself to us as we live in the righteousness of Christ and as we have God revealed to us this is a, a sincere, an uprightness it's being void of evil and focusing on the cleanliness, the, pre the purity is a separation to God so it's a thing that we are going to be separate from the things of this world and focused on God and that gives us the purity, that gives us the insight into the purity of Christ, into the purity and the holiness of God. And it's like being a Nazarite, you know, that they had to physically uh, separate themselves from this world and they had to be seen to be separate. And they made vows. So in a sense, you know, as a Christian, you make a vow that do we, because we recognise our sinfulness and we've been cleansed from that and we see there is a need a daily need for the washing of the feet that that vow should be given in our lives that we want to be more like Christ we want to get closer to God and we want to see him so the Lord Jesus Christ is making it very clear here that um, if you go through that purity if you go through the need for cleansing of the heart which is separating yourself from the world focusing on Christ, recognising it's only in him that you get his righteousness. It's only in him we have the power to withstand Satan and sin and the things of this world that attract. The only way we can overcome that is in Christ and seeking his righteousness. And then that insight into the mind of God will be given to us. That insight into his holiness it's like a gradual opening up, a gradual brightening of the light, a, a suddenly a, a gradual awareness. But as we've just read, there's coming day when we will be like him. And we will understand fully. But until then, we work towards that and we grow in that and we have these things revealed to us into the vision and the understanding of God. Just in closing, I just uh, want another another verse in Second Peter to look at. <clears throat> in Second Peter chapter one, it's verse verses three and four. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness through through these 
he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. That rather sums up far better than what I've been trying to say, is that that couches it all and the need to participate in the divine nature is purity in heart and seeing God. Shall we pray? <clears throat>